Oh, Father, we come before you today. Lord, as we come up to our 4th of July, Lord, Lord, the day that we have freedom in this nation. But, Father, even greater than that, you gave us the freedom within our hearts. Lord, because the blood was shed through the Lord Jesus Christ, that we can have eternal life. That we can have freedom. That we are free from sin. We are free from the works of the enemy. We are free from sickness and disease. Lord, you are, we're free from lack and poverty. Lord, those things were paid for at the cross. And so, Father, today we celebrate the freedom that you purchased for us. Lord, you paid for us. You bought us. You bought us out of the market of sin. Lord, you paid the price that we could get out of the kingdom of darkness and be brought and transferred into your kingdom. And we give you the honor this morning. Lord, freedom cross. Lord, freedom cross. The life of Jesus Christ. And freedom in the natural on this earth cross lives, cross money Father we honor you and we honor the freedom that we have in Jesus name, amen hallelujah, good morning how's everybody happy 4th of July even though it's only the 2nd of July God is a good God he's a good God so good to be free. Amen. Through the Son of Set free is free indeed. You know, we still have the greatest nation in the world. We might have some issues and some struggles, but it's still the greatest nation. If you don't believe that, go live somewhere else for a little while. And you'll know. You know, people complain about this nation and all this. You know what? Move. Go to another nation. Move to Russia, or move to Iran, or move wherever, and see how much freedom. Move to India and see how much freedom you have. You know, I've been to different places. Someone asked me the other day, how many countries have you been to? And I said, you know, I don't even know. I've been to many. But I tell you what, there is nothing like coming to the United States. When you come back, you just, you do. You almost want to kiss the ground. Oh, man, I'm telling you. I've been in a nation where you, you get off the plane, you walk through the the, uh, the airport, and you can feel, you can feel the oppression, you can feel the demonic, you can feel it. And, and I'll tell you, God bless America. You know, on the 4th of July, you need to, you need to play America the Beautiful. But that's not God bless America, is it? No, God bless America. God bless America. Praise the Lord. See how smart I am? Okay, play God bless America and, and, and play America the Beautiful. And there's one other one by a country singer. Uh, God, proud to be What is it? Proud to be American. Yep, that's it. Uh, I will say it. That's a good song. Yeah, it is. My goodness, you need to play You know what? Maybe on the fourth we'll play those. That's a great song. Hallelujah. And then play, play a song about the blood of Jesus and the freedom that... Hallelujah. 
If you would turn to Third John, we're going to talk about freedom this morning, and then next week we're going to go back to talking about taking our place in the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. Lord, thank you. Lord, may we have ears to hear. Say this with me. I have ears to hear. The word of God. The word of God. I have a heart to receive, to assimilate the word, that I would be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Amen. Amen. All right. She keeps telling me, move over. We got our Zoom church. There's a bunch of people on that. Glory to God. Third John 2. Are you there? What do we do with the freedom Jesus Christ paid for us to have? What do we do? Do we take it for granted? Do we? People take for granted the freedom we have in this nation. You know, we think, well, this nation's going down. Well, it, that, to a certain extent, that could be true. But, you know, we're still the greatest country in the world. We're still the freest nation in the world. I still would not want to live anywhere else. No way. Are you in 3 John 2? Mm -hmm. Jesus purchased. He purchased the pride. Freedom. You know, we sung a song and one that says, my freedom was not based on what I've done. Your freedom is not based on what you did. Our freedom is based on what Jesus Christ did at the cross. Amen. Your freedom. You can be behind bars in prison and be free. And you can be outside in the world walking around and be bound up and absolutely behind bars in your heart. Are you following me? I remember, and I think I said this to you a week or two ago, I had a friend of mine, or he was a friend, I hadn't, I hadn't spoken to him in, my God, probably 20-something years or more. But he became one of my best friends, and he was in jail for two and a half years, which... You don't, you're not in jail two and a half years. Jail is a place that you go for something for le a, a less than a year. If you committed a felony or something like that, then you go to prison. He was in jail for two and a half years. And he said that, he prayed to God, Lord, keep me here until you know I am strong enough that I can exist and live outside of this outside of this jail. He gave his life to the Lord when he was in jail. And he said, that's all I could do, day and night. I, I, I received the Bible, and he said, that's all I did was read my Bible and pray, day and night. And this man, you talk about him. You, you, you talk to him, you think he was in, um, he went to Bible college. Because he, he had so much wisdom, because he just spent time with God. But he was free, and God delivered him, and, and he stayed behind bars, but he grew tremendously. Are, are you following me? Mm -hmm. See, the, the price that Jesus prayed, prayed, paid, you go to other countries, and if you, you cannot worship the Lord Jesus Christ publicly out in the open. Do you understand that? If you do, you you take the chance, it's not even a chance, but there's a good opportunity for you to be persecuted, for you to be beaten, for you to be tortured, for you to be imprisoned. Are you following me? But those people still do it, and they worship God, and you think, how in the world can they do that? 
Remember in India, there's a, there's a young man who he gave his life to the Lord Jesus Christ, and his mother, well, I think it was his mother, wasn't it his mother, that put threw acid on burned burned his butt and cut off one of his hands. I you found with a cleaver, cut his hand off. He sat through Thomas's right hand. Yeah, he he. <laughs> And Dr. Tom, he works for Dr. Tom, and he's been with Dr. Thomas for years and years and years. But why, how can anyone go through something like that? Well, because when you, when, you, when you experience true freedom, when you experience what Jesus Christ has done, when, you, when it becomes real to you, there's nothing else, and you know that, and you're willing to pay the price no matter what. Are you following me? We're seeing a little bit more and more persecution here in the United States, but nothing like other parts of the world. Are, are you following me? So don't let a little little persecution or people that don't agree with you upset you or or make you not want to serve the Lord. My goodness. God will give you the strength. He'll give you the the, the wherewithal, he'll give you the power to back your testimony up. Are you following me? Alright, are you in 3rd John? Alright, we're trying to get to 3rd John. 3rd John 2. 3rd John 2, and we're just going to look at a few scriptures, and then we're going to get into this. 3rd John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in so many things. Oh, wait a minute, don't say that. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in some things, a few things, in most things. No, it doesn't say that. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. God's will for his people is to prosper in all things, not a few. Isn't it something that, that, that you, people, people have um, strong points and weak points about themselves? And people might prosper in some things, but not in others, because they're strong in one area and not in others. Or they, they lack understanding, or they lack the Word of God, or, or, or they lack the confidence, or whatever it may be. But God's will is that, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your what? Soul. Your soul prospers. What's the soul? The mind. The intellect, the emotion. People are controlled by emotions. And if their emotions it's a it's a tough place to live. Because if you if you're controlled by emotions, you will be up and down like a yo-yo, and you will you will seek after things that will will try to cut cut cuddle or coddle your emotions. When it's weakening in you and it's not strengthening you, are you following me? That's a good. That's a good word. If that's all you heard this morning, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. We'll get more back into that in a little later. Go to John chapter eight. John chapter eight. Thank God that we have freedom. Thank God. Don't take it lightly. You need to thank God every day. Lord, thank you for the life that you've given me. Well, my life stinks. 
Well, then you need to thank God that he's making your life better. Are you following me? Because when you walk with God, God takes us from glory to glory and from faith to faith. God's always trying to increase us, to, to help us, to bring us to a place. Well, the scripture says he wants to bring us to a wealthy place. Amen. John 8, 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide, or if you continue, depending on what translation you're looking at, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Isn't this something that people call themselves Christians and believers? And you have to continue in his word. You have to abide in his word. You talk to me, they couldn't quote you two scriptures. I, I'm not trying to... But, my the, the, your lifeline to God, your freedom in God, is through this Holy Spirit. You ever hear of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of us at salvation. And then he, then he wants to give us the fullness or the infilling when, when you receive the baptism or the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking on the tongue. But, but your lifeline to God is the Holy Spirit. Your lifeline as a baby in the mother's womb. What's the lifeline that connects the baby to the mother? And what happens with that? All the nutrients, everything is fed through the umbilical cord to that baby. When the baby comes out of the womb, they cut the cord. Why? Because the baby's ready now to live on its own. Well, now that you understand what I'm saying. To live on the outside of the mother's womb, not on its own. <laughs> baby comes out, man, I'll see you later, bro. <laughs> I, I, got, I got it now. That's not what I mean. Your biblical cord to God is the Holy Spirit. He's, he's your connection. And what's he, what are the nutrients that is coming through that biblical cord of the Holy Spirit? The Word of God. His Word. His Word, praying in the Spirit, worshiping God. Those, those are, are the nutrients that are coming through the biblical cord to feed you. Say amen. Amen. If you abide or continue my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth. You see that? Mm -hmm. And the truth shall what? Make you. I don't like the word set. The NIV says set. Maybe some other trend. What does that New Living say? Set. <laughs> because you can, if you set, you... You can set something free. What's the matter, Royce? Oh, I don't know. That's the word translation. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, the New King James. It says make. Yeah, make. That's, that's what it should say, make. Because it's, there's a difference between being set free and made free. Well, what do you mean? You can be set free. That's why, and I talked about that, I think, last week or the week before. The recidivism... I said it almost correctly, did I? Close. No. <laughs> I think you got super close. It was close. Yes, it was. The the recidivism. All right, how do you say it, Julia? Recidivism. Say it again. Recidivism. 
I said it right. To revisit. Okay. That rate, okay. The chance of you ending up back in jail or prison is very high. Why? Because you are set free, you are made free. My friend was made free in prison or in jail. He had a transformation on the inside that made you free. You are made free. Make free. It, it's, it's a transformation on the inside. Are you following me? That makes you free. Who the Son is set free is free indeed. Not out that and traps us set. But that's a different, that's a different um, scripture altogether. But he made you free. What do you mean made free? Because how many here are born again? Okay, most of you raise your hand. Some of you, I'm, we pray for you after service. Praise God. <laughs> uh, I thought you were saved, but maybe you're not. When you're born again, the compact, you've been made free. You, you, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you. If any man is in Christ, or if any person is in Christ, he is a what? New creation. A species or something that never existed before. Are you following me? When, when someone's born again, he becomes, he's something new that wasn't there before. So when a person's born again, something happens on the inside. I remember when, and I don't like that, just got the picture of this guy. When we were in Haiti, maybe because I was telling, talking to you about the Jerry Savelle and the witch doctor. But I just when I, I I got the picture of that witch doctor that we led to the Lord in Haiti, and everybody when he started coming around, everybody was all the Christians and the pastors they were afraid of this guy. Can you imagine? They were afraid of him because he would cast spells and he would do some some. I think he killed people too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he was not a nice man, but he happened to he happened to hear. The message of the gospel, and he he comes up to me. Now this guy, he, he looked like if you're a boxing fan, I know you ladies are probably big time boxing fans. <laughs> Thomas Hitman Hearns. He looked like Thomas Hearns, right, Mike? He was tall, thin, looked like Thomas Hitman Hearns. And yeah, he had a Yankee jersey. <laughs> and he comes, he comes up. He comes up to me and falls on his knees at my feet. And I and I, I asked the translator, I said, what? Because I'm thinking he's mocking us. And he and the, the interpreter was saying, no, he's bowing his knee because he wants <coughs> to receive Jesus Christ. And so we prayed for him right then and there. And from that moment on, he followed us everywhere we went for the whole week. He followed us. He was hungry for God. Now, people were still kind of leery of him, kind of, but, but, but he was so hungry for God because when, when you go from darkness to light, when you're free, you know it. And, and he, you know, you have power that I don't have. Jesus had power that all these false gods or, or satanic things, they don't have what, what Jesus has. Are you following me? Because there's true freedom. There is real freedom. Don't take your freedom for granted. Are you hearing me? Don't do it. Don't let anybody steal your, your freedom. 
Go to Galatians 5. Now, on your way, go to John 10. John 10, verse 7. Jesus said to them again, well, I'll let you get there. John 10, 7. Okay. I guess it is. Then Jesus said to them again, Most surely I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to, to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The hireling, he's hired help. Here comes the wolf, I'm out of here. Jesus is the great shepherd. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known by my own. He says, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. That's not just a casual acquaintance. Are you hearing me? See, when, when you come to the Lord and, and you build that relationship up, it's not a casual encounter. It's not a casual relationship. It's an intimate relationship that God wants. And he wants you to build that up so much that you understand and know him. You know, can you pull up? Do you have the Amplified? In, in the Amplified, in Philippians 3. Don't let things get in the way of your relationship with the Lord. You know, things are, are wonderful and, and relationships are awesome and you need those. But if you don't have your relationship with God functioning properly, it is. Life isn't that great. Are you in Philippians? Did I tell you where to go? Philippians 3.10. You can turn there, but you can listen. For my determined purpose is that I may know him. Paul said my determined purpose is that I would know him. Are you following me? Can you imagine? The Apostle Paul wrote most of the New Testament. He said my determined purpose is that I would know him. How do you think he had revelation? He had revelation. He was, he was alone with the Lord for 14 years in the desert. He was God, God poured into him revelation. Are you following me? That we now read, and Peter said the things that Paul writes about, some of it is hard to understand. Peter's saying that. Because he didn't have the he didn't have the revelation that Paul had. But Paul, look, Paul said, my determined purpose is that I would know him. That I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Intimately acquainted. An acquaintance. You run into someone, hey, how you doing? You talk to him for a couple minutes. You won't know them. There's a lot of people that I don't know. I 
They're an acquaintance, but I don't really know them. I don't know what they're all about. I don't know who they are on the inside. Are you following me? But he said, you know, I want you to know me. Be acquainted with me. Deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly more and more clearly. Wow. That, that you would know him clearly. Confusion is there to throw you off. Remember, God is not the author of confusion. When a person deals with confusion and confusing thoughts and, and they're confused, that's the time where you need to stop and gather yourself and go before the Lord and get his heart on the matter and get his mind on the matter. Are you following me? You do not want to make decisions in a state of confusion. Because if you do, you probably won't make the right decision. Now, I'm not saying you won't, but there's a good chance you won't make the right decision because you're confused. Uh, this must be for somebody or a few. Go to James 3. James 3. Verse 13. Let's, let's just address this now and be done with it. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the, meek, in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. Where there's envy and self-seeking. Or selfish ambition. That's demonic. It, it's, it, that, that wisdom's not from above. Look at what verse 16 says. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. When there's confusion, there's evil. There's, there, there is the... Evil is around when there's confusion. Are you hearing? I'm not making this up. I'm just reading you the Bible. But the wisdom that is from above is first what? One of the saddest things that is happening in this country and others, really the world, is the loss of purity and innocence in people. Children. Teaching them and showing them perverted things that I don't even would want to see or hear. And their first, second, third graders are hearing these things. What is robbing their innocence and their purity? And what then is what, what's replaced? Start confusion. They're confused now. They're not sure. They're confused who they are. And you know what? Evil's present. That's what the, that's what the scriptures say. But the wisdom from above is first pure, peaceable. God's wisdom's peaceable. That's why when you have the freedom of the Lord, there's, there's peace. I didn't say there's everything's going perfect for you. I didn't say you might be going into a, a hellish situation, or it could be you're 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 in a circumstance that is ugh, 
But his wisdom still peaceful. And in the midst of it, that's why the Bible says, "Let in, in another let peace be the umpire of your heart." What's an umpire? Well, the umpires are in baseball. You call them in different sports, referees, or but an umpire called balls and strikes. You're out. You know, different. They make the call. And now you can challenge that with instant replay. But you can't challenge balls and strike. Umpire calls a ball, it's a ball. He calls it a strike, it's a strike. Let peace be the umpire. That peace will make the right decision and call. Mm. Okay. Willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Okay, back. Let's come back. Now, this is completely different. You know, that's funny because when you, you you prepare and you look at one way, and then when it comes out, it comes out a whole different way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. If we didn't have the Holy Spirit, life would be, life would be hell. <laughs> you don't have God? Now, go to Galatians 5. And then we're going to go to Galatians 1 or 2. Galatians 5, verse 1. Stand fast. Stand fast. You, you, you dig in. Stand fast in what? Look at what. Stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. He says, stand fast. You plant. You sink down. You, you, get, you dig yourself in. The freedom that he purchased for it. Stand fast and for the liberty by which Christ has made us free. You stand in your liberty. They can pass law, they can do, but they, you know what? They can't steal my liberty on the inside of my heart. Amen. Unless I give it up. And no devil that can take it from me. There's no person that can take it from you. Now, they'll try to do intimidation and fear. We talked about fear a little bit last week. And look at what he said. And do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Don't get entangled in things. That's why when people get free, don't get entangled in those things again. Remember, my friend, I tried to get a hold of him, too. And I called those numbers and nothing. Um, but... That I've never, this is a testimony that I've never, it's, he was living with a little girl, doing drugs, getting high, all those things. He ends up going to a church service, someone invited him, and he ends up giving his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. He gets home, his girlfriend's laying in bed naked, he said. <laughs> And he, he says, he says, you get your clothes on, pack up, you're, you're out of here. I just gave my life to the Lord. We're done. We're not living together anymore. You, and he kicked her out. And he said, you know what happened after that day? He said, I wasn't doing drugs anymore. He just, you talk about the freedom. Mm -hmm. And when he got free, he got free. Now, why is it that some people can be free instantly and other people it takes time? You know, that's a good question. 
I'm not sure, but the only thing is, what, who the sun sets free is free. And I can tell you, even in my own life, it, it's funny because when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, laying in my bed, June 3rd, 1987, I can tell you the time was around midnight. <laughs> no, you're from the time. <laughs> I'm laying there and I, I'm praying to the Lord. I'm, I, I said, Lord, I want. I don't know if the if the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in the tongues is for me because I've heard it's for. I've heard teaching is for nobody today. It's for some people and it's for everybody. That, so as a, as a young believer, I'm confused. I don't know. I said, Lord, if it's for me, I want everything you have. And then all of a sudden, he came in my room. My tongue felt like it got shot full of Novocaine. It got almost like it was numb and got real thick and heavy. And I died. And, and all of a sudden, man, something happened on the inside like I'm being filled up with air, being pumped up with air. I could, I could literally feel it, feel me being filled up. I don't know how it's the. And I, it just was a glorious experience, and all of a sudden, it just exploded out of my mouth. What exploded? Tongues. You know, just like a machine gun. And within seconds after that, the presence of evil came in. And I'm telling you. Well, why, why evil? Because our house had demons in it. You might laugh. We invited them by planning a Ouija board. It's doing, calling up dead spirits. You know that's forbidden in scripture? We didn't know that. You, what are you laughing at? So I said there were no demons when I walked in. <laughs> You're right, they were long gone. <laughs> and I used to be afraid to go in the basement. In the corner. It is creepy down there. Well, because that Ouija board was there. And your spirit, man, you could. Anyway. I got. We ended up taking that thing and breaking it and crushing it. And, but that presence of evil came. And I'm hearing this is not of God. This is not of God. This is not of God. I mean, it was repeated. This is not of God. This is not of God. Wait a minute. Can you imagine? I mean, so this glorious experience right behind it comes something to try to steal my freedom. You know what I did? I said, Jesus. And whatever that thing was, and it literally went poof. That's what it, poof, it was gone. And I pray, I just lay there praying in tongues for, yeah, sure, for I don't know how long. And I tell you what, after that, there's no more presence of evil in that house. Um, I don't know when we got rid of the Ouija board. Maybe after you got saved, did you break it? I don't even remember. Yeah. But anyways, uh, but there's still, this is what he does. Are you in Galatians 5? Do we read Galatians 5? Yeah, stand fast before the liberty by which Christ has made us free. Stand fast in it. Now go to Galatians chapter 
2. I'm going to start with verse 1, because this is, this is what happened. There's, there are entities and people trying to steal your freedom. This, the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Galatians. Okay? This is one of the first books that was written. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and also took Titus with me. And I went up by revelation and communicated to them that God... That gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Yet not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. What was happening was the religious leaders and the Jews were coming in and telling the believers in Christ that you needed to be circumcised, which is the outward showing of the old covenant. This is the new covenant. And this occurred because of false brethren. Look at what it's saying. False brethren secretly brought in who came in by stealth. So the scripture says, by stealth to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that we might, that they might bring us into bondage. They came in in stealth, looking at their freedom to put them back in bondage. God. To whom we did not yield submission even for an hour. They won't even take listen to it. That's why you don't listen to anything that tries to steal God's thunder, if I can say it like that. You don't listen to why? Because it's good. it's coming in to confuse you, and when confusion is there, there's a presence of evil, and then there's there's wicked works there, and it and it comes in to confuse and to derail people. That the truth of the gospel might continue with you. If you keep reading, he got into Peter's face. He got into in, in, in Peter. Ever hear of Peter? He got in his face. They called him a hypocrite. But we won't go into that. Anything that comes in to try to steal your freedom in the natural. Spies come in. Terrorism comes in. 9-11. Everybody remember 9-11? I think we, people black that out and forget about it. Oh, we'll never forget about that. When, my dad fought in World War II. And I'm sure many of you, you have relatives. World War II... There's hardly any more people alive from that war. There's just few. There's not. And it's coming to the day where they'll, they won't be anybody alive. My dad saw horrible things. He saw bloodshed. He saw hundreds of people get killed almost instantly. And had to help clean that mess up. And then 
He was one of the people they told him. Wow. With all the bodies in that, and they, they told him, if you see another soldier coming and trying to steal their jewelry and stealing their things, kill him, shoot him, right? Shoot and kill them. I mean, it was serious. Because of the respect, they didn't want anybody to steal their goods. And, and you know, we, we think that that's just crazy. But when I see veterans, when I see or I talk to anybody that's in the military or was in the military, that I, I go out of my way to thank them. Thank you for your service. I have people ask me all the time if I was in the military. No, I said, no, I tell them I had a son that was in the military and my father was in the military. Uh, I thank law enforcement officials. Why? Because these are these men and women are in the front line keeping your freedom. Keeping our freedom. Are you hearing me? Just like Jesus paid for our freedom in, to have life, you if, if, if it wasn't for people to shed their blood, we wouldn't have freedom here either. We would be speaking German, Japanese, or Chinese, or whatever it may be. Are you following me? Now, we have people speaking that, but you understand what I'm saying. We would be controlled by those nations. But freedom costs. I don't have time to... I'm going to close here. Go to John 17. I won't even talk. There's no freedom without Christ's redemption. He shed his blood. He redeemed us. He bought us. He paid for us. Lock, stock, and barrel. Paid for your freedom. Paid for your non-confusion. I don't know, confusion is on my, on my heart right now. Um, when confusion's, I'm telling you, 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 you take a step back. Okay, Lord, what's, I need your wisdom. You need to show me, and, I, and I'll take that. I, I pray a lot in tongues, but I'll pray more in tongues. Why? To get the mind of the Lord. Because when, when that's there, something's not right. That's why he says, if he asks for wisdom, he'll give it to you. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Right? James 1. Ask in faith. John 17, 17. We looked at John um, 8. If you abide in my word, if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed. Without the word, word, forget it. This is this is your guideline. This is your book. This is your owner's manual. You know, many times on a job they give you a manual. Do, do you have manuals? How, how many how many manuals do you guys have? A lot. Which how many pages? No, I mean, give, give us a figure. 200, 300, 400? Yeah. Hundreds of pages, okay? Hundreds of pages of manual that you need to know. And you think, 
My goodness. This is your manual. That, you know, in my Bible, there's 1,500, you know, there's a lot of pages. Not all scripture, but I got it. Where, where did I say to go? That's it. We're done then. Because I'll go, I'll just keep going. We're going to pray against confusion too. I, I just I, John 17, 17. Sanctify them. Sanctify them. Set them apart. What does the new living say? Make them holy by your truth. Make them holy. Set apart. Sanctify. Same thing. Sanctify them. Set them apart. You are set apart. That's what my margin says. Set them apart. By your truth. Your word is truth. God's word is truth. We are set apart. We're not the same. That's why when you hear people talk, you think, my God, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> or they, their philosophy and, or their different religion, and you think, you sit there and say, man, in the, you're in, under your breath, you're binding in the name of you. I come against confused because this is so, this is so crazy. I don't even, my God, no wonder they're confused. Talking riddles. Riddle me this. You know, Batman the Riddler. <laughs> and you think, oh, God. No. There's no confusion with God. There's truth. Set, we've been set apart and made free by the truth. My goodness. And there's power in the truth. Because it's God's word. God will never lie. When God, God tell, gave commandments and different things, well, he expected his people to follow it. Remember when he rained down manna from heaven? Just collect enough for today. That's it. And on, on Saturday, or Friday, because Saturday was their Sunday, or the last day of the week. But they were to collect double. For two days, because they couldn't do any work on the Sabbath. But remember what they did? Yeah, they them too much. My God. My, man. They just. We were they probably wanted weeks of it. You know what happened to it? Maggots and it rotted. And it's like, oh my God. I'm sure it stunk too. Well, they learned. God wasn't blamed. They had to get rid of it. They couldn't do anything with it. Give us this day our daily bread. God give you daily bread to eat. And that's not just physical sustenance. God wants to give you something each day to propel you into the next day. Are you following me? Manna from heaven isn't just, well, it was food for that. But manna now is manna. You, you need the wisdom and the word of God for situations. Amen. Let's pray. Thank God for freedom and thank God for this nation.
But if this nation were to fall, freedom falls. Now I don't believe that. Oh, well, that's, that's one of the problems. You don't believe that. Why is it? You know, it's funny because um, I see passports from all over the world. <clears throat> Different nations. Europe, Middle East, South America. And why is it that every passport also uses English? There's a reason. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. I want to know why. Father, we just thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for the food. Lord, who has set us up free is free on you. And Lord, if we continue our abiding your word, we are your disciple indeed. And we will know, we will know, we will experience and know it personally. We will know the truth, and the truth makes us free. Because if any man is in Christ, any woman, any person is in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things pass away. All things become new. And we thank you for this, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we will not take our freedom lightly. And Lord, we are called to bring freedom and bring hope to people all over this world and all over the area that we live in and the people we come in contact with. And we thank you, Father, that you continually strengthen us by your Spirit. And we, we glorify and praise you. And we thank you for what you've done. And the freedom will stand in the freedom that you have given us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. One receive our